0: Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Romans 14, and before we go and start reading that, let's let's go to God in prayer. Father, I come before you humbly seeking out your will. I pray for you to be the one who's in charge of this because right now, Lord, I just don't feel like I have much to offer, and so, Lord, I just pray as we read. It'd be you who's truly in control of this, that nothing I have to say would be heard or uttered, but it'd all be from you. I submit to you, Lord, as we read, and I just pray that you'd be honored and glorified and that your, you, Holy Spirit, would guide us and provide us with wisdom and understanding of your words. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So there's a lot here in Romans 14. One of the key elements is that it's really focusing a lot on the unity of the church and that when there's others who may be stronger than, than others, that they really need to support the ones who aren't as strong. And then also we'll look at what A.W. Tozer has to say, which is really about, you know, God is at work in us and that it's his strength that we're looking at and that we're, we're, uh, dependent on. And I'll tell you right now, I'm very dependent on his, his strength right now. I don't feel like I have much to offer today. So that's a good thing. Let's, let's have God direct this, this, uh, time. So chapter 14, verse one, except the one whose, we- whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything This strikes home for me a lot because I had family members who were Seventh-day Adventist and they're very much um, legalistic. They kept the Sabbath being Saturday and they also didn't eat meat. They're vegetarians. And I thought they were stupid and they thought I was a heathen and going to hell. So it wasn't a great relationship and this chapter always struck me and convicted me a lot. And then I would try to be nicer and would still eventually fail. (laughs) Um, Okay, verse five. One person considers one more sacred than the other. I'm sorry. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God, and whoever abstains does so to the Lord, and gives thanks to God, for none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live we live for the Lord, and if we die we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God, therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling-block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. I am convinced being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in in and itself, but if anyone regards something as unclean, that for that person. It is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does does not condemn himself by what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat because their eating is not from faith and everything that does not come from faith is sin. So there's a lot there about basically not causing your brothers and sisters to stumble and that if another person believes it's right. And again, I think it's critical. And for so many of the years, I didn't, I just didn't catch it. But verse one, accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. So things that you can argue about that aren't critical to Christ and the relationship and who God is, don't worry about those, don't fight about them. You know, so is Jesus God? Yes, you can argue about that if someone disagrees. But whether or not some food is is right for us to eat or not, that's disputable. So let's dispute that or not f- even fight about it. If it's fine for me to eat meat, but someone else, that they struggle with it, then, you know, and they're over my house, I should just go and cook them a vegetarian dinner and eat a vegetarian dinner that night. So there's a lot there about keeping unity within the church. But as always, A.W. <laughs> Tozer chooses a scripture that is a little bit different and a little bit different focus. He chose verse 12. Which says, so then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. And he writes, what we need very badly these days is a company of Christians who are prepared to trust God as completely now as they know they must do at the last day. For each of us, the time is surely coming when we shall have nothing but God. Health and wealth and friends and hiding places will all be swept away. And we shall have not only God, and we shall have only God. To the man of pseudo-faith, that is a terrifying thought, but to real faith, it is one of the most comforting thoughts the heart can entertain. It would be a tragedy indeed to come to the place where we have no other but God and find that we had not been trusting God at all during the days of our earthly sojourn. It would be better to invite God now to remove every false trust, to disengage our hearts from all secret hiding places and to bring us out into the open where we can discover for ourselves whether or not we really trust him. That is a harsh cure for our troubles, but it is a sure one. Gentler cures may be too weak to do the work and time is running out on us. So with that... Let's go back to God in prayer. Lord, thank you for today and thank you for your word. Thank you for your message on unity and also in trusting in you completely. And I just pray, Lord, as we go about our day today, that we would focus on you, that we would honor you, and that we would truly love our brothers and our sisters, that we would truly understand how to trust in you And to love you with our whole selves and beings. I praise you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.